Hi, this is Nick Forster. This week in E-Town, we're going to feature one of our favorite shows from our 2017 season, and it starts right now. Live from E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with this week's guest from Tulsa, Oklahoma, John Moreland, plus award winner Susan Burton, and currently living in Brooklyn, New York, Phoebe Hunt. I'm Helen Forrester. Join me now, if you would, in welcoming our host of today, Nick Forrester. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Man, oh man. Welcome to E-Town Hall, the cool solar-powered musical mecca here, the foothills of the Rockies. We have got it all this week. We've got some great music, some great songwriting, singing, got stories of life's challenges and hurdles and redemption and reinvention. We're going to meet a woman who grew up in poverty and then through tragedy, she fell into addiction and prison only to come out with a determination to help others. We got a songwriter from Oklahoma who grew up in a religious household only to discover punk rock as a teenager and then go on to write such great, honest, and poignant songs that, uh, that he makes people cry. We've got a young woman who's been playing the violin for almost all her life, and uh, she went to India to study with the masters, went to Texas to hone her skills. Up first, though, John Moreland. He was born in Texas, grew up in Kentucky until he was about 10, and then he moved with his family to Oklahoma, where he still lives. He's been writing songs and listening to records since before he was a teenager. He got into punk rock music, as I said, then he got into rock and roll bands, and finally he started recording, making really great records. He's just released his fourth solo record. He's a remarkably honest, uh, honest writer and singer and performer, and folks have been raving about him in every publication from... Rolling Stone to The New Yorker. He's been on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and he's got some very dedicated fans with good reasons. Please help me welcome for his first visit to E-Town, John Moreland. River, Salisaw Blue. This town never seen nothing like you. It got silver stars for American guys. I want to be stone thrown, American ride. Well, I don't own anything you don't know. With your bloodshot eyes giving my black heart fits There's a neon sound that says big bad love And a noose hanging down from the heavens above It's no use God bless these blues Let's get wrecked and bruised and bad I need Down for the count, long for the ride 
sipping cold medicine, running our lives. Summon out for you with American songs. They can bury our bodies in American wrongs. It's no use. God bless these blues. Let's get wrecked. There's a noose hanging down from the heaven table
I see you shining through the treetops But I don't feel you pulling strings anymore And I still use your old alarm clock And every morning I get further off the course And don't I hear you speaking And the noises in this house Airplanes flying over Shaking all my secrets out But darling, tell me something I don't already know I'm aware of where to find you It hurts too bad to go To Cherokee Cherokee Where you'd carve those doubts Right out of stars in your eyes shining for a feeling that I can't afford to buy but everything you taught me still rattles in my head I'm staying off of Main Street you're talking to the dead and Cherokee Cherokee I wish you'd carve these John Moreland, welcome. Thank you so much. To E-Town. Who's this other John over here? Uh, this is John Calvin Abney. Sound good. You guys sound good. I see you've got your home state tattooed on your knuckles. Yeah, I do. How old were you when you did that one? Oh, I was pretty old. I was yeah. like, I didn't really start getting tattooed till I was my early 20s. Okay. So I'm thankful now because I don't have... Too many stupid ones. <laughs> I mentioned that you grew up in a, in a religious household. Did, were, your parents probably would have tried to talk you out of that, is my guess. Well, maybe at one point, but I was, I mean, I, I got really into punk rock from the time I was about 13, so right. I think they knew what was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I understand you moved from Kentucky when you were about 10 to Oklahoma, right? Yeah. Was there a pathway to music when you landed in Oklahoma? Was there a, a song or an artist or an instrument or something that just made you figure out you're going to get into music? It wasn't a song or an artist, but it was my dad's guitar. It's a 51 Martin uh, double aught 18. I think it's a double aught. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was a kid, he would play it like once a year at Christmas, and he'd get it out of the closet and play but... Uh, when we moved to Oklahoma, I just didn't have any friends yet, and I didn't have anything to do. So I found that guitar in the back of his closet and started playing every day. That, and then were you writing songs already back then when you were a teenager figuring out how to play guitar? 
Yeah, I mean, I was never too interested in learning songs from the radio or other bands or anything. Mm -hmm. It seemed pretty clear to me that, like, you had to write songs. Like, you, you know, the bands I liked when I was 10, like Green Day and Weezer or whatever was on the radio, you know, it wasn't like they weren't playing songs that other people wrote. So I thought if I'm going to do that, i got to make up my own songs. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, there is a kind of a legendary music scene in and around Tulsa, you know, depending on which decade you choose. You know, you could be Bob Wills at Kane's Ballroom or you could be talking about J.J. Kale or Leon Russell. And yeah. did you feel any of that history when you were growing up in Oklahoma or Woody Guthrie or whatever? Did you kind of connect with any of that stuff? You know, those were all kind of just characters that I vaguely was aware of that, you know, we I would learn in school about, like, famous Oklahomans or something and hear those names. And uh, But, you know, I I didn't become fans of those icons till the past 10 years or so. But yeah. but for me, where growing up in Tulsa really made an impact on my music was the current music scene there and the songwriters that are coming out of there right now. Like you mentioned, you had John Fulbright on the show yeah. and, and um, Parker, Parker Millsap and yeah. Evan Felker from the Turnpike Troubadours. Yeah. And there's a lot of really good songwriters and good musicians. And so it was being a songwriter kind of running in the same circle as those guys, I always knew I wanted to really do my best. Yeah. Well, you've been doing okay, by the way, in case you haven't Thanks. noticed. You've been doing great. Um, in, case you, in case you just tuned in, you're listening to E-Town here with John Moreland. Uh, did they teach you in school, elementary school, about famous Oklahomans? And, and did that list include like Will Rogers or Woody Guthrie? Yeah, um, I mean, I don't remember learning much about them. I just remember like seeing a video in school in fifth grade that was it just was like a list of yeah. it, it probably there was probably some other stuff in the video, but the part I remember was like JJ Kale, Leon Russell, right. you know, and I think Woody Guthrie and Will Rogers and yeah. I Gary, want Gary Busey was on there. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they edit the list ever. Yeah. Like now that you know now that Oklahoma is Oklahoma and, and Woody Guthrie's the socialist that he always was, well, I wonder if they take him off the list at some point. You know, or, I think they would put him back on the list now. I think it's coming back around. Like yeah, he, that's I cool. Know, yeah. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. There's a, there's a giant mural of him in Tulsa, right downtown, where everybody can see it, and nobody thinks twice about the giant mural of a socialist in yeah. one of the reddest states in America. I'm all for it. And I think there's the Guthrie Museum is there, yeah. right? And now the Bob Dylan collection is moving there. So That's right. Tulsa's rocking in so many ways. Um, let me ask you a little bit about uh, this thing called Folk Alliance. Okay. So uh, Folk Alliance is kind of like a, a trade show for tender souls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something like that. It's a gathering of uh, musicians and singers and songwriters. Mm -hmm. Happens once a year. I've been a few times, and they have hotel rooms where people set up, right? And, mm -hmm. and they just kind of display their wares. And Yeah, you just wander around the hotel rooms, and you play like a 20-minute set. You know, so you play like four songs maybe, and, and then you run to another hotel room and do the same thing and try to, you know, 10 times a night, every night, the whole time. But the idea is you're hoping to get a gig, right? You're hoping to like get booked at some festival. Yeah, you or can kind of like network with people, and yeah. maybe somebody will see you that does house concerts. And 
it's both uh, collegial and humbling. It seems like you know. It's, yeah. yeah. But um, but you had a good experience there not too long ago. I did. Yeah, I met my wife there, so yeah. that was I. I I don't need to go back. I got everything out of it. <laughs> that I can. Well, it's it's cool that that worked out. That you guys found each other and and you got married and and this is all happening. One last thing, I know Rachel Maddow is a huge fan of yours. Do your parents know who Rachel Maddow is? Um, I'm not sure if they do. I, I think I, I jokingly tweeted one time uh, or I said it in an interview or something that Rachel Maddow said something nice about me and I said that's the first time my dad has ever agreed with Rachel Maddow. But <laughs> I, I don't know if he knows who Rachel Maddow is, but that would still be true regardless. <laughs> Well, she is among many who are fans of yours, John. So thanks for stopping by. We'll get back to music. Welcome back, if you would, John Moreland. Thanks. Amen, so 
Thank you. That's John Moreland, along with John Calvin Abney on the guitar. The record's called Big Bad Love out on 4AD Records in Tulsa, Oklahoma. John Moreland, they'll be back to play some more music later on in the show. Such a great sound. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. And by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you for your continued support. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. This is E-Town. John Moreland is going to be back later on in the show. And coming up, a great fiddler and singer-songwriter from Texas, now living in New York, Phoebe Hunt, is here. And we'll be out in just a bit. But before we get back to music, we're going to introduce you all to somebody we got to know with the help of a listener. Somebody, uh, every week we get to do this, we get to meet somebody who is literally stepping up and making a difference in their hometowns and beyond. Uh, these are often volunteers and people we find out about in all kinds of ways. But these are small stories um, that often add up and make real big differences. So we're inspired by these every single time. Uh, we're very excited about this one. Here comes Helen to tell you about this week's Achievement Award winner. Here's Helen. Thank you, Nick. Susan Burton was born in the 1950s in the housing projects of Los Angeles. Her world changed in an instant when her five-year-old son was killed. Consumed by grief and without access to professional help, Susan self-medicated, becoming addicted first to cocaine, then crack. She was eventually arrested and for 20 years cycled in and out of prison. Unbelievably, Susan was never offered therapy or addiction treatment during her periods of incarceration. It was while she was out of prison and on her own that she found her way to a private drug rehabilitation facility. Once clean, she went on to dedicate her life to supporting women facing similar struggles. The nonprofit she founded now operates several safe homes in LA that offer a crucial lifeline to countless women through job training and referrals, drug counseling, psychological support, and more, for a fraction, by the way, of what it would cost to incarcerate them. All this while providing them the possibility of a life of meaning and dignity. Now, Susan's here with us in person to tell us all about this and also about the book she's written about her journey. Please welcome this week's Achievement Award winner from Los Angeles, California, Susan Burton. Susan, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. First of all, I just want to express my sympathy. Helen, just telling us that you lost your son a number of years ago. That must have been the hardest thing in the world. Yes. How did that happen? So he was playing in the street, and a LAPD detective accidentally hit him, and uh, he died. Oh, man. There's no hurt that deep. No. 
Yes. So you began uh, a journey and, and you kind of found a way for you to just get lower and lower, basically. You know? No, I, I didn't know what to do with the pain, the grief, mm-hmm. the anger, the rage. And I began to drink. It escalated to illegal uh, drug use and I was incarcerated for it. And I cycled in and out and in and out, and I, I just, like, didn't ever think that anything was going to change. Mm-hmm. Were you going in and out of the same prison? The same prison. So you were seeing the same guards repeatedly? Same guards. I and they said, okay, here comes Susan. Yeah, and when I, they released me, they'd be like, I'll see you back again. Oh, man. So how did you break that cycle? I found a treatment uh, facility. I talked with a friend, and they told me about a place I found my way there, and I got better. Yeah. And then when you got better, did you, you found employment? You found a way to engage. I found employment. I began to be a caregiver, and I, the woman I was taking care of asked me to move in with her, and I saved my money. That allowed me to save all of my money, and eventually her family put her into a care facility. And, you know, I thought about all the women like me, that we're cycling in and out, too, because you come back to the community, you have no ID, you have no Social Security card. You know, you've just really been traumatized in a prison, and you need help. And uh, I got a little house. I took my savings and got a little house, and I'd wait for my friends to get off the bus downtown Skid Row, Los Angeles. I'd tell them, hey, girl, I have a house. If you want to come live there, You know, there's a bed for you there, and it just grew from there. Wow. I think both men and women who have addiction problems should not be incarcerated. I don't believe that we should use prisons for punishment of addiction or mental health. Right. You know, and we do it a lot in this country. Right, yeah. And I see you know, for a fraction of the cost for prison. In in California, the cost is $75,000 a year. At A New Way of Life, it's $18,000 a year. And at the end of the year, uh, there's women going to school, going to work, parenting, just, I mean, we have five homes now. Oh, wow. So you've expanded. Yeah, we have five homes now. Wow. And I really let them know that a new way of life is not a rest home. This is a place for you to get your life back together. And we understand the challenges, the wall of no's that people face. But if you keep getting up and you keep trying, something will happen. Yeah. What's your batting average for people coming through, coming in and then staying in? It's in the 90s. Yeah. It's in the 90s, the success rate. Wow. That's amazing. Um... While we have rules, we also understand that everybody's different and there's no cookie-cutter approach. And we work with each person right where they are and allow them to rise to their own potential. Uh, So that that makes a recipe for success. A new way of life has grown to not only housing, we have a legal department for post-conviction relief. We have a... Uh, attorney to help women work through the Department of Children and Family Services and the courts to to support them to get their children back. So we really built out this whole reentry mechanism. And then on top of that, I've just published my first book. Right. 
Well, I'm not surprised you've written a book because it's an incredible story. Yes. When did you start all this? In 1998. 1998. And yes. any idea how many women have come through the program so far? Over a thousand. Over a thousand women. Over a thousand Holy women. Smokes. Yes. And this is called a new way of life. A new way of life reentry project. A new way of life reentry project. Now, yes. if somebody wants to either support your efforts or learn more about what you're doing, or see photos or case studies of people who've been through it, is there a website or something like that where people there can go? There is a website. The website is a newwayoflife.org. The book title is Becoming Miss Burton. They can go to becomingmissburton.com for more information about the book. So, Oh, that's cool. Such an inspiring story, Susan. Thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on your success. Thank your you. Your book, your organization, A New Way of Life, dot O-R-G. All right. <laughs> the book is called Becoming Miss Burton. Susan Burton, winner of this week's Achievement Award. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. You can listen to this interview again in full on our website, etown.org. Also, if you want to nominate someone doing great work to better the lives of others like Susan or helping the planet in some way, you can do that on our website as well by heading to our homepage and clicking on the word award at the far right of the top of the menu there. You can learn specifically what we look for and you can submit your nomination there. Or if you'd rather, you can always write us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, Susan. Such an inspiring story. Amazing. We've got more music coming up from John Moreland in just a little while right now. I want to tell you about our next guest. Phoebe Hunt lives in Brooklyn, New York. She was born and raised in Austin, Texas. Went to college down there. She cut her musical teeth in that whole Austin music scene. But her parents were both yogis who met in New York City. She grew up doing yoga and has been to India a few times. She's been in several bands, including uh, The Gatherers, The Belleville Outfit. She's toured with Ben Soli and many others, but lately she's been making her own records, good records. And uh, please welcome for her first visit to E-Town, Phoebe Hunt. It's been really amazing just to be here today, hanging out with these guys. We had a really great rehearsal this afternoon, and this entire band learned all these songs. Why don't you guys give it up for this incredible house band?
I just want to have good blood with you. Take away the pain I'm going through. You can't make me dance and I won't sing to prove to you my soul is clean. I just want to have good blood with you. Phoebe Hunt, welcome to E-Town. So glad you're here. Sound great. Thank you, Nick. Um, all the way from New York City. But you're a Texas gal, really. That's right. Yeah. I have to ask, I spoke with John Moreland about uh, his religious household growing up. Your parents met as followers of uh, Guru Swami Sachananda, right? Yes. So was that a part of your youth, your growing up, that those traditions or whatever that was about? Definitely. So is there more than yoga and love and bliss? Uh, was there some structure and ritual? What happened? Well, my parents didn't run our household like an ashram or anything like okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty American. I did learn what the fish pose was and the butterfly. And I used to do handstands on the wall all the time. And we used to stretch while watching TV. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't like, let's wasn't sit like... and meditate now. Right. My mom tried to teach me how to meditate at a very young age, but I definitely rejected it. I was like, what? I'm busy right now. I can't do <laughs> But they must have been uh, pretty fun, too, your folks, right? They're really wonderful yeah. people, yeah. They yeah. have deep spiritual principles that they share, which is great because, you know, I was taught many deep truths as a really young person, which I believe fully, like, there are many paths to the same destination. You know, all the rivers lead to the same ocean, that kind of thing. The yeah. truth is one, the paths are many. And it kind of made me... I opened my eyes when I saw all the different religious dogmas that are out there. And you can just take the best parts and you can realize that we're all human and mm -hmm. we all have parts of us that are not great, but we all have parts of us that are great. And all the religions, I think, have great elements to them. And if you look deeply, there's truth and light and beauty and bliss. Yeah. Um, I do want to ask you about going to study music and meditation in India. So. You've done that fairly recently, where you go over there and have a combination of silent meditation for a number of days, and then music lessons. So it was January of last year, and my husband Dominic and I, he agreed to go on this crazy journey with me really quickly. <laughs> I just suggested it, and he said, I'm down. Mm -hmm. And we, we decided we'd take the first month of the year to rewire our brains. 
or at least start the process. So it was a 10-day Vipassana meditation retreat. And, and no talking. Right. 10 days, no talking, you and your husband. And well, others. it wasn't just yeah. us. Like, there was a yeah. hundred of us. Yeah. We were out in the middle of nowhere, in, like, by a cow pasture in the fields out in rural area. And I was like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I wanted to experience the stuff that, like, the locals yeah. would be able to afford and go to. Yeah. And that was what we did. And it was like, they hand you a wool blanket. They say, this is where you're sleeping. And you won't see each other again for the next 10 days. And, okay, that's it. Wow. Give us your computer and your fiddle. So when you went from <laughs> when you went from that meditation retreat to study with a musical teacher, did you find that you were in fact as a musician changed in some way or more open to hearing or listening or feeling music? Definitely. I mean, well we both just missed music so much. Mm-hmm. So after Vipassana we went back to Pune and met up with 10 musician friends and studied the scale systems of the one of the Eastern p- practices. And it wasn't necessarily the most popular lineage, but it's a really a scientific one that explores every possibility of note creation, which can take a lifetime or yeah. three to really get to. So it was just more like a foot in the door, a, a toe in the ocean of the possibilities yeah. of creation. I see. I'm feeling like we're going to sully your reputation a little bit by playing music. Is that okay? And we're going to have Phoebe Hunt back now, as opposed to your enlightened self. It's all the same. Okay. All right. Well, then, with that in mind, are we ready to play somewhere? Yeah, I love okay. music. All right. <laughs> we're going to go back to music. Welcome back, if you would, Phoebe Hunt. If any of y'all know what a lint head gal is, she's basically a woman of the Industrial Revolution who moved from the farms into the cities for her own independence. So the songwriter, I wrote this song with Sean Mullins. Um, He's incredible. This is basically the story of his grandmother. Picking up, I'm putting down. I'm factory educated. I never tried to be civilized, but I can change my world. I ain't got a maw, ain't got a paw, ain't got no blood related. I once had a man, but the way I ran, he couldn't keep me satiated. Yeah, love is overrated.
listen to my story about your dark-eyed land head gal. A mercy and a glory, a mercy and a glory. We got one more for you today. <sighs> this one's called Just For Tonight. Just for tonight Won't you hold Just for tonight Won't you haunt my memories Can we fly through the night On a gold tapestry Waking up in the morn To our river of dreams And just hold me Nothing 
but peace Knowing you're by my side Knowing not what I've seen Well, just hold me tight Just for tonight Phoebe Hunt, along with the E-Tones, along with E-Tones, Ron Jolly, Chris Engelman, Christian Teal, Alan Forster, singing along. The record is called Shanti's Shadow, out on Popcorn Records. Phoebe Hunt, she'll be back later. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. As a reminder, for your viewing pleasure, there are over 2,000 videos on the E-Town YouTube channel, where you can also subscribe in order to stay up to date with our latest offerings. And if you're curious about E-Town's home base, E-Town Hall, our beautiful solar-powered music venue, community center, and recording studio located in downtown Boulder, Colorado, you can learn more about it on our website, etown.org. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like WKGC in Panama City, Florida, on WTEB in New Bern, North Carolina, and on KRSC in Claremore, Oklahoma. As always, if you'd like some more information about any of the things we're up to, lots of information is online at etown.org. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel to watch videos of this show and many, many more. Everybody doing okay so far? <clears throat> Holding up? So um, we are fans of the variety show. We like pieces and parts of different things and people from different places and uh, trying to connect the dots because we are all in this together and this is what E-Town is all about. Right now, would you please help me welcome back John Moreland. All before you knew I had it 
boxes full of dust are falling from the attic. I threw my love into the ocean and I found it in the sand. And I need you to tell me who I am. I got years worth of work I'm running low on tools And I've been worshiping the words Of weary worn out fools We stood out on the sidewalk Throwing feathers at the castle Be careful what you wish for Baby, look a little fragile They'll blow smoke in your direction Till you don't know where you stand And I need you to tell me who I am Well, I never cared for anyone so much I was born with a bomb inside my Been so long looking that you never really see. I need you to tell me what to be. I'm afraid I lost it All before you knew I had it I only wanted one thing And I put my faith in magic I threw my love into the ocean And I found it in the sand And I need you to tell me who I am Thank you so much. That's John Moreland from Tulsa, Oklahoma, along with John Calvin Abney on guitars and harmonica and vocals. The record's called Big Bad Love, out on 4ID Records. John Moreland. We've got time for one more song. I want to get everybody out here, and uh, I want to thank all of our guests. It's really been a great night. I want to. It's been a great evening. I want to thank. I want to thank everybody. Thanks to Phoebe Hunt for coming out from New York City. Thanks to our award winner, Susan Burton. Such an amazing, incredible story of generosity in the face of tragedy. 
Thanks to John Moreland along with John Calvin Abney. Great songs, great playing. Thanks for joining us. We got one more song. This is actually another one of John's we're going to dive into right now. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. Produced by our donor-supported nonprofit organization. To comment about the show, email us at info at etown.org or connect with us on Twitter or on Facebook. One for the money, four on the floor. You were born last week with your foot in the door. I heard truth is what songs are for Nobody gives a damn about songs anymore One for the money, four on the floor You were born last week with your foot in the door I heard truth is what songs are for is made possible by our family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you. John Moreland. Thank you. Phoebe Hunt. The Jones Helen. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. This is a production of E-Town. That's John Moreland and Phoebe Hunt. Of course, we had a great Achievement Award winner, Susan Burton. Another fine combination of E-Town ingredients. I'm Nick Forster. 
Thank you for listening.